Welcome, travelers. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 11. I'm joined today with TripAdvisor of Reach for the Magic Destinations, Amy Krause. What I have discovered about Amy is that she is a fan of travel that incorporates food and wine. And I would hit her up if you want to incorporate those into your travel plans. Yes. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I am your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Joining me today is Amy Krause, a specialist for families of all types. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. We are there to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help planning a trip? Reach out to Amy or myself and we can make it happen. And I just want to uh, give all of our listeners an apology because we've been absent for a few weeks. At least you think we've been absent for us, (laughs) for Amy and us. We've been trying. <laughs> We've been having technology errors. <laughs> yeah. We were making an attempt to evolve this podcast into something new. Unfortunately, our brilliant ideas didn't pan out. So uh, we ran into obstacles of time, money, lack of knowledge, energy. Maybe we will have our ideas materialize in the future, but for now, we will continue much as we have been. But for today, our content is changing a bit. Today, instead of bringing you travel news, we are going to start to learn about the Travel Happens team. Are you ready, Amy? I'm ready. All right. Today, we are going to learn all about Krauss, Amy Krauss. Okay, so uh, let's start off with what we're obsessed, something to uh, rave about, rant about, something to really get the juices flowing. So what what's your we're obsessed moment this week? I'm going to rave today. Last time I ranted about straws. So this time oh, I'm yes. going to, <laughs> I'm going to rave. Um, well, with all, the, with all the um, mishaps that we've having, You've had several rants. <laughs> I have. You guys have missed my rants. You, Douglas yes. has heard them behind the scenes, but yeah. y'all have not heard them. Right. But uh, you're going to do a rave today. Yes. So okay. my rave is on Top Gun. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. In fact, I, I, I've got issues with Mr. Cruz. So oh, I, that, no. <laughs> that is one movie I will not be watching. But uh, go ahead, because other people love him and love the, uh, you know, I I enjoyed that first, the the original uh, Top Gun movie. So I understand uh, your passion for the film. Yes, I did too. I mean, I love that film. And 
You know, I do agree. You know, back in the day, I loved Mr. Cruz. I mean, from Cocktail and Risky Business and Top Gun, all these amazing movies. I thought he was fantastic. And of course, you know, we love to look at him as well. And I do agree. He did. He's he's gone a little off the deep end. And I really haven't even followed much of him lately or really even knowing what's going on other than just truly enjoying his movies. That's really where I am. Right. But this movie was fantastic. It was so much nostalgia. I mean, I loved, I loved the movie growing up. I loved the music. I mean, we had uh-huh. the soundtrack and then I had the yes. cassette tape and then I had the CD. Uh-huh. And then- <laughs> I love that Berlin song. Oh yes. Me too. Take my breath away. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Um, but Kenny Loggins, I love him. And so anyways, just to see the movie, but then to have it finally remade. And when yeah. I was in college, I actually dated a Navy pilot. And so okay. I would, I guess I had a little more exposure. It's like, I've actually sat in an F-14. We've gone to air shows. I've seen the Blue Angels. Like, I just love, I, I don't know, I just love it. And even, you know, growing up, my dad used to work at the airport. So we used to go, this is way back in the day that you could, but yeah. we would go back, we would go to work with him and sit in a, like a conference room on a Saturday with you know, the huge windows and we would just sit there and watch planes take off. I recently saw an article uh, and the headline was something about how they were incorporating the Kenny Loggins piece into the new movie. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I'm a busy, busy person. <laughs> and uh, I didn't read the article. I just noticed the headline. Yeah, they did have they did have Mighty Wings in there again. And so, again, just kind of stirring up all of that nostalgia, the references back to the old movie in the current movie. It was fun. And it was a date night for me and my husband. Um, We determined that you could actually buy a bottle of wine at the movie theater. So we Uh sat in our fancy reclined seats and had a bottle of wine. I love those seats. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, it would be a good thing. it's warm where you are because I remember this is a lifetime ago. I had I was trudging through snow <laughs> to get to the movie theater. I saw uh, a midnight showing of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band Ooh. movie, and um, the seats were so warm and comfy. After literally, I don't. I lifted my legs so high to get through that snow that I was pooped. And I, I just fell asleep throughout the entire movie. Well, it was oh, a midnight no. movie. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I love the movie. That's my current obsession. I want to see it again. I want to take my son to see it. We had him watch the first one uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago. So how, um, h- how are you able to stream that? The beginning, it's on Amazon. The original one. I'm sorry. It's on Amazon. Is it? Mm -hmm. Did you rent it or is it just available if you're a Prime member? That's a great question. My husband actually did it. So I think, I think it's free on Prime. I think it's one of the free Prime videos. We actually still have the DVD of it as well. Oh, okay. So (laughs) uh, we didn't watch the DVD. We did stream it, but um. Which makes me think that it was free because we wouldn't have paid for it since we already since had it. But yeah. 
it's just easier because we don't have the DVD player downstairs. So uh-huh. in order for that to happen, we have to drag it down and plug it in and right do all that it's kind whole of stuff. process. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we just we did not pay for it, that it was free with Prime. Okay. Sounds good. That's good. Yeah. So that's mine. That that is a wonderful we're obsessed moment. So that is my obsessed for this week. What about you, Douglas? Do you have a rant or a rave or what? I have a rant. I oh, am, here we go. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. I am uh, ticked off. I'm going to use that descriptor. I am ticked off at people who don't know how to be polite. There are. Uh, yeah, there was uh, just exercise some common courtesy back in the day. When I really started running, um, there there was this kind of unspoken thing that as you're running along the track and you see someone coming in the opposite direction, you each uh, just nod your heads at one another Mm -hmm. as an acknowledgement. Like, I see you. Keep it up. Keep going. You don't say anything. All you don't. All you do is just nod your head in acknowledgement. It's so, like the jeep wave, huh? It's like the jeep wave. People that have jeeps, they just like yes. wave their two fingers at each other. I did not know that. Yeah, good yeah. to know. Um, next time I'm in a jeep, I'll have to remember <laughs> that. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, as uh, I was doing this recent run. Uh, I kept on nodding my head at people and no one was acknowledging my presence at all. Yeah. I I don't know what the deal was. It was really, if you want to see me get really pissed off, (laughs) be rude. (laughs) And um, it, my reaction varies depending upon the circumstance. Sometimes yeah. like rudeness, I'll call people out and <laughs> I will say things, you know, because I'm not at you. Come on. <laughs> you know, in our professional lives, we deal with the public. And right. so things might go through my mind. I have lovely clients, but yes. there might be someone who never makes it to becoming a client who is uh, not a good person (laughs) Um, and things will run through my mind and I keep it to myself. But so when I'm out at the CVS or Rite Aid or Dwayne Reed or whatever, Walgreens, whatever's near you, when I'm out there and someone does something obnoxiously rude, (laughs) the entire store hears about it from me. I I'm like yelling at the top of my lungs. I want to be a fly uh, on the wall in one of those situations. Um, I, I just let loose because I can't, I don't have to hold my tongue. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm obsessed with being courteous and polite. I don't know what the heck is wrong with people. Like, listen, there's one person who was like staring me in the eyes and for you know, a good minute. It wasn't just and like didn't even couple, smile or nod or anything. Not yeah, no smile, oh. no nod, no acknowledgement. I'm like, yes, take a good look because <laughs> you can't get all of this. You will never have all of this. You <laughs> wish you had all of this, there but you, go. you are never getting it. Um, so yeah, that is my weird obsessed moment. You know, I wonder how much. Two things really: social media. And the pandemic 
<laughs> you know, with I've noticed, and this is, you know, in kids, not necessarily adults that would be out right. running, but, you know, there's so much on their phones and there's so much engaged. People are interacting that way so much more as opposed to face-to-face conversation. And not that people are looking at their phone while they're running, but it's almost like we've forgotten manners because we're, yeah. we're looking, we're forgetting what it's like to interact with humans. <laughs> and then we have the pandemic where we didn't interact with humans. Yeah, I would say I, only like about less than 10% of people were acknowledging my presence. The That's other crazy. over 90%, I don't know what was going on with them. I get it if like you're seriously working out and your mind is focused and... um you don't see me fine i you know okay i accept to that. look you That's in fine. the eye well it's it's fine like if uh, like um they might have their gaze directed down at the at their feet you right. know what i mean so yeah they're not going to see me they're not going to nod back i accept that's not being rude you you just have no idea you know you're in, your in their own zone. world but um, for the people who are like looking right at me, hello, if I'm not, if I give you a nod, just nod back. Exactly. All right. That's it. That's there all we go. <laughs> like what you are hearing? Tell your friends that they too can now find us on their favorite podcast player. Like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We need help. Seriously. <laughs> Please yeah, listen. Please listen. We have like four listeners. <laughs> so, we need more than our parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, thank you, original four people. <laughs> uh, we need help. So to get us increased exposure, a five-star review is beyond price, but doesn't cost you any money. If you make a review, reach out to me and I'll be sure to mention you in a future podcast. My contact information can be found in the show notes. Also, for you podcast fans out there, we are now on Podchaser, where you can discover your next favorite podcast, rate podcasts, review them, and listen to them. You can find Travel Happens at podchaser.com forward slash travel happens. Okay, it's all about Amy Krause today. Yay! I'm excited. Um, we know you primarily as a Disney expert, but what is your favorite non-Disney travel experience? We're learning about you today, so okay. Um, I, I'm more interested in your own personal travel experiences. Actually, that 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 was that's a good question. Yeah, but we'll go with your own personal. Okay. My own personal question, listen to me. My own personal favorite travel experience has been to Australia. So we went back in 2017. Um, We were invited there by dear friends. Um, We all, we all used to work together and um, anyway, so they invited us over there, which I think was amazing because that was part of our, our jump for for going that, you know, made it become a reality, not just something we kept talking about doing. And it was fantastic. We spent 10 days. We, so we flew into Brisbane. That's where we started. We spent a few days in Brisbane and then we went up to Mulaney 
And we spent some days up there. We went to the Steve Irwin Zoo, which was phenomenal. So, I mean, he was no longer alive when we went up there, but tons of crocodiles, but tons of just amazing Australian animals. We got to hold a koala bear. That was, that was special. Um, and then we went to a, a small beach called Noosa, which was beautiful. That is one of our must do's if we need to go, go back to Noosa. And then we left and we drove back to Brisbane and then we flew to Sydney. And then we spent another five days in Sydney. So that was, again, hands down, one of my favorite. I've had several, but that I think was, it had been on my list for a while and we got to do it. And I highly recommend it. Okay. I've got a question. Yes. Uh, as you're describing that, I heard a lot of, we did this and we did that. Who is the we? Oh, sorry, Matt, my husband. Okay. He and I went together. Yep. And so right. some of our, some of our things we did were, were with our friends that were there. Uh-huh. And then um, others of it was just us, just the two of us together. But the whole trip was just, just the two of us, no kids. Um, where uh, had the kids been born yet? Yes, the kids have been born. Okay. So our my very very sweet mother in law, she came and stayed. Bless her heart. It was so much back and forth and back and forth. And I think maybe on like day three, I don't know if she had showered or anything at that point in time. <laughs> We're like, just leave the baby because she, our little girl, she was small. Yeah. We're like, just leave her on the floor of the bathroom while you shower. Like she's gonna be fine. She's not gonna go anywhere. Um, and then it was, you know, it was just challenging because she was. It was summertime, so the kids were out of school. My mm-hmm. son was doing camp, you know, and she was having to wake the baby up to get go pick him up for camp. You know, there's no dual parenting, divide and conquer. It was just her. Right. So, uh, she was a trooper, and she made the trip happen. So we were very, very appreciative of her. Being we here. love her. We do love her. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, since we know you as a Disney person. What is your favorite Disney park and why? Oh man, people ask me this all the time. And I feel and, like it's <laughs> well, does it does um your favorite change over time? I know with specific attractions, I remember going on um it's a small world. I probably I probably was a young adult and I thought it was the most boring thing ever. I just, I didn't get it at all. You know, it's, uh, it was the similar time frame and development, like a teenager, you know, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's between, you know, 17 and 23 is going to have a similar mentality. Yep. So Why I went on through, this ride? <laughs> huh? Why am I on this ride? Yeah. It, I, I just didn't see the appeal. And then years later on another visit, I'm actually a full grown adult now. And um, I was really into learning all about Mary Blair and all of her work. And mm-hmm. I really felt like I was getting more out of the attraction than um, uh, than I did when I was a younger person. So like my, you know, what I enjoyed also, I was probably, it was a very hot visit that time. And (laughs) I just loved getting off my feet and cooling off in the air conditioning. Like it was something with air conditioning. Yep. Folks, you're getting a tip here. If (laughs) 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 If you're sick of the heat, 
go on because that that uh that attraction goes on for quite a while unlike barnstormer right barnstormer it's 23 seconds of tear there you go but uh i don't know how long it's a small world is but you're in that boat for quite some time and you can Mm -hmm. relax you know if nothing else even if you don't care for the the design work um (laughs) but this is not about me this is supposed to be about you uh so has your favorite park changed over time or I think it has. And I honestly, I don't even know if I can pick a favorite park because I all, I just love them all Yeah, for different reasons. Um, I mean, Magic Kingdom to me is so iconic. Right. And, you know, there's such nostalgia of being there. It's magical. It's, you know, I tell people that I go to Disney to reset my happiness meter. (laughs) Um, and like the fireworks, I mean, like the fireworks in front of the castle are just a must do for me. So that that is one of my favorite things to do in Disney. So I love Magic Kingdom for that. Um, Hollywood Studios, you know, the movie stuff is cool. I probably like that park less than I used to. Um, uh-huh. And I think it's. I don't know, I think just because it's the kind of it park right now, and so the lines are just so long all the time there. Um, and I'm just kind of, you know, I'm kind of like, Oh, if I can, I've done it all, you know, I've done all the, and of course I've done all of Disney, but, um, I think I've done that one. So mommy, I could go there and ride rock and roller. Coaster. Well, you haven't done all of it yet. You're right. You haven't done guardians of the galaxy. Correct. Cosmic rewind. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That <laughs> happens next week. Do, Fingers crossed that I can ride it next week. I'm hoping. Are, are you ready for your special bag? My special bag? Yeah, I've been getting reports that people have oh, been that using bag. that bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't so- know when people are listening to this podcast. It might not be a, I might, you know, disturb some people if I really describe this bag. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yes, I'm hoping I can ride that ride. Um. But, yeah, so I'm doing that next week. So, yeah. Anyway, but back, yeah, so the favorite park. And I do love Animal Kingdom because of, especially when I have the kids with me, for them to be able to really go through and just see the animals and everything you can do when you go to be a wilderness explorer and get your badge and, you know, get all your wilderness badges. And even even the things that you learn, even as an adult, I mean, we were going through and we were talking about all the different, I mean, so many different items, you know, why are flamingos pink? I don't think I learned why flamingos were pink until about two years ago. <laughs> um, anyway, so it was just, I love that part, especially with the kids and then Epcot. So I would, I guess if I had to pick, it would either be Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Epcot, I guess they get just very iconic. I love all the rides. I love all the food, especially during the festivals, all the food and wine that you can get, yeah. the different places to try, the different... So would you um, say that food and wine festival is your favorite festival? Absolutely. Yes, it's definitely my favorite. I love all of them, but the food and wine is definitely my uh-huh. favorite festival. Yeah. Well, you ac- actually get the most choices with You do. Food and, I mean, that's a, you know, I'm a planner and a platter. So I had my whole itinerary outlined and I uh so Amy and I uh, 
work for our host agency and the owner of the host agency and I have a mutual friend. So I'm like sending her pictures of me having um, like Grand Marnier slushies mm. <laughs> while, I, while I'm in Epcot. But continue. Once again, not about me. Oh, you. you're good. You're good. But no, yes, that's <laughs> definitely my favorite. Definitely my favorite festival. And there's so many things even during that festival that I have not done. Like we talked about rides and attractions and things that we've done, but you know, there's culinary experiences. There's, uh, I mean, you can observe a chef, you can, you can do so much kind of behind the scenes additional with all of the festivals, but especially during the food and wine festival. Yeah. Um, there's so many other things in Disney that are not rides and attractions that I still have yet to experience. Yeah. Well, it, you know, uh, just like the park is never finished, our experiences with the, the park is never finished. Absolutely. And they're different every time. Different every time. Something always new to explore. Um, you are a self-proclaimed foodie. Yes. So, yeah. What among your what has been among your most memorable meals it doesn't have to be while you're on vacation it could be in your hometown like you just had this amazing dinner at this restaurant that's your absolute favorite this is more of a like a question of you know we're supposed to be getting to know you not me right (laughs) (laughs) um so I would, gosh, there's so many. Um, one of the things that we tried in Australia was kangaroo tartar. And that was, we now, saw tartar it on the menu. means like it's not raw, you know, like sushi. it's raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that was one of the items on the menu. And our friend that was there that was with us, he said, you know, try it. It's actually really good. And we were at, you know, a very nice restaurant. So it was a place that I would have thought that the food, you know, the quality would have been good to try a tartar dish. Yeah. So, yep. So we had kangaroo tartar there and it was, it was fabulous. I mean, it was like a fresh piece of sushi. If you've really had like a good ahi tuna or just that mm-hmm. fresh, you know, sushi grade, Sam, anything like that. And it was, it was amazing. I honestly don't remember what we had the rest of the meal, but the kangaroo tartar was delicious. Um, I'm trying to think what other food experiences we actually went to a, a restaurant for our anniversary. It's called Eddie V's. Mm-hmm. It was here in Nashville and it was, um, it's a seafood restaurant and I had seafood. My husband had steak, but the whole, the whole night, the whole experience was just fantastic. He had a lobster bisque. I had, um, oh my gosh, I just blanked on the name of what they're called. What are the little scallops? <laughs> oh, okay. I had scallops, he had steak. Um, and then we had, it was just, I mean, the whole, exp- the food was terrific, but then the, this is the experience was great. The chef came over and, you know, he walked around several times and he finally stopped at our table and, and talked and he was talking about, you know, he asked what we got, asked what we wanted to try, talked about why he did, you know, kind of his experience as a chef and as he, you know, just kind of grew up cooking and he talked about, um, this, he talked about the lobster bisque and how he, you know, preps it and makes it and then goes over and tests it and then, you know, tweaks a little bit and then tests it again and then tweaks a little bit and lets it cook and simmer for, for hours. But it was so good. And then the sommelier came over and helped us make a great wine choice based on what we had eaten. And it was, 
And he told us his stories too, when we talked to him about some of his bucket list items and he was planning a trip over to Sicily actually to, mm. um, I wrote it down cause I don't remember anything, but, um, it was a place where the fields had burned and now, you know, the earth had improved and they had regrown the grapes and things like that. And they were talking, but there's always a, he said that there's always a slightly little like smoky charredness to the grapes. <laughs> because, I don't Interesting. know. Anyways, but yeah, so he, he'd never been over there and he was invited, um, by one of the winery owners to come over and test it out. So he was excited, but that was probably, those are probably been two of my favorite dining. Excellent. Yes. Um, now you recently made the switch and made your travel agency, your full-time business yes. and physical therapy is now your side gig. Part of that is exploring new to you travel companies what new supplier is getting you excited these days? So the all-inclusives have been really exciting for me. So I've done Disney and then I added Universal. Right. I added some cruise lines. Right. Um, but the all-inclusives have been really exciting. So I would say that it's a tie between the Apple vacations and the Sandals beaches. So I've had personal experience with Sandals. Um, our trip was amazing. I loved it. I mean, the quality, the food, the, the place we stayed, the accommodations, everything was so great. But I think now just the, with the Apple vacations, the excitement to me is that it opens it up really to anywhere. I mean, definitely that can include more all-inclusives through the Caribbean places like that, but it just opens it up anywhere, really anywhere in the world you want to go. You can go to Hawaii, you can go to Europe, you can do all of those places. So I would say that one. And then for me, and we've talked about on other podcasts, the river cruising. Yeah. That is something part of my past travels have been to Europe and to be able to do more of Europe and to see more destinations along the river cruise. So not right. only to sell it to clients, but my own personal, that's okay. one of the ones that I want to do. As I'm, well. I'm going to put something to help you along with your bucket list. Okay. Um, uh, and actually, the listeners could could do this too. If you go to my Instagram account, Douglas underscore Reach for the Magic, today I posted a little video of um, the Ama Waterways River Cruise experience. Ooh! So just check that out. Take a take a look at that. I will for sure because that's on uh, my it's on my list. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now we've discussed them a little teeny tiny tiny bit about your your children, and they aren't all that. Like my brother and I, I we're like three and a half years apart. But mm -hmm. your kids are even further apart. They're like seven years apart. Eight. 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 Almost to the day. Almost to the day. They're eight years. Apart. Wow. So mm -hmm. that's that's a significant difference and um what has been some surprising challenges raising children in the 21st century i was going to say the 20th century but douglas <laughs> needs to get with it 
raising them so far apart, you mean, or just in general being in the 21st century? Uh, more just the 21st century, but also does having them be so far apart, like how close are they? You know, does the one feel like almost like a parental figure towards the younger one? Yeah. Yeah. So the older one definitely does not feel like a parental figure. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, the younger (laughs) one. Yeah worships the ground that he walks on for sure i mean she just thinks that he hung the moon she wants to be everywhere he is do everything with him you know the world falls apart if she doesn't get a hug from him in the morning before he leaves for school now that feeling is not mutual (laughs) you know (laughs) she's the annoying little sister who's in his space and in his stuff and is annoying him but he does he's very protective of her um And he's super great. I mean, he can, you know, when he was little, he wanted to be involved and change diapers and things like that, which he does not want to do. I mean, not that she's even in diapers, but you know, he does not want that caretaker role, but I mean, there's still, he does like to play with her and, and they're cute, but I think she definitely is way more into him than he is in her. Now, I think the challenge is, you know, being so far apart. I mean, I don't know any difference, but um, with trying to, and I know there's always, anytime you have multiple children involved in things, there's always some dividing and conquering, but it's better now that she's older. But when he, when she was little, you know, he had games in the middle of nap time. And so we would either have to bring her and hope that she would nap or we would just have to miss. And I, I hate to miss, you know, especially games practices are one thing, but I hate to miss games. And so to okay. have to miss I, I that. just have to interrupt a, a quick with a quick question. Um, you talked about games. What kind of games? So he's played all different things through the years. Um, when she was little, baseball is what he was primarily involved in. Um, now his two big sports are football and lacrosse. Uh-huh. So those are the games. So now she's just now she just comes. She just goes everywhere. Right. We go and is along for the ride. And there's still a lot of dividing and conquering. I mean, she's getting older now. So she's to the point that she she's going to be started. She's already doing gymnastics, but she can start sports. Her own soon. things. Yeah. Her own things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sure that will even through these next several years will come a challenge of them having to be. Well, you're going to be a, you're going to be a taxi driver. I'm already there. Yeah, I'm already there. <laughs> That's part of my change of not being full time yeah. in a clinic anymore is now I'm taxi driving more because I'm home. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Um, but you know what? The the kind of cool thing is if things get really um, tight because you're living in the 21st century, what you could always do is order a child like you know you feel divided and you can't be in two places at once you could i wouldn't make a practice of it if i were a parent i'm not a parent but you could order a lift for a child and meet them like listen i'll when when you get to your destination i'll be right at the car door but i'm getting you a vehicle just get in it you know i'm paying for it all on my phone don't worry about it all you have to do is ride in this lift vehicle and uh like your son you could just say okay this is the license plate number this is who the driver is ask the driver for their name don't get into any vehicle I think that would still make me nervous. I don't think I could do that. 
I have though, speaking of 21st century, I was out of town with my daughter and my husband wasn't feeling good. And so I get a text from my son and he goes, he's home with my husband who's in bed, not feeling good. And he says, I get a message from him that says, Hey, will you order me dinner? And I was like, what? I'm five hours a week. What do you mean? What am I going to order you dinner? And he goes, daddy doesn't feel good. Will you right. <laughs> get me a pizza? So I did. I ordered, um, he wanted Panera bread. So I door dashed okay. and ordered you know from I have five never, hours away. I have never been to a Panera bread ever. I used to love them. And now I don't know. I just don't feel like their quality is as good as it used to be. Yeah. Um, well, Part of it is the fact that I live in this big metropolitan city and I have more mom and pop opportunities Mm -hmm. to get um, private specialty eateries than big giant chains like Olive Garden and Panera. Like if I want Italian food, I'm going to an Italian restaurant where grandma, Italian food. <laughs> where grandma's in the kitchen making me Italian food. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's one that's one big reason. Another is those big chains aren't in cities mostly. Right, they're right. Mo- and we're out in the suburbs. And so there's going to be yeah. more of that because we're out in oh, the suburbs yeah. where all of that is. Exactly. But yeah, no, I would prefer the mom and pop restaurants because they're one, you're supporting local families, right. but two, it's it's usually better food. <laughs> yeah. Shop small. Yep, exactly. And we're and you and I are part of that. We are our mm. little small businesses that we yes. have. So so yeah. And then I think the only other, you know, the big challenge that's come 21st century, and we're just now, you know, getting into the when my son was born, the iPhone didn't even exist. Right. And you're about to go into my next question. Well, there go we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the challenges that have come with the desire for that and for his, it hasn't been as bad, but I think, you know, so he knew life without it. And, you know, even when the iPhones and things like that first came out, it wasn't the addiction to the phones, you know, 12 years ago, like it is now versus my daughter. That's all she knows. I mean, she, I don't know how old she was when she figured out the password, like two. (laughs) Um, and so it's such a piece of her life. So I think it'll be an interesting challenge to go through that with her Mm -hmm. that it has been with him. So uh, he's about to enter high school. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he just got his first phone. He did. We held out. (laughs) Now, did that new phone bring any new guidelines? The, I mean, the phone really can't do anything than just be a phone. Yeah. We've really locked it down. So right. there's no yeah. social media. There's no TikTok. There's no, even the websites are, you know, we've really limited those to, mm-hmm. you know, 18 and under content. Yes. So the go- know, there's not enough. Go ahead. Did you know they still, they, they still have the capability to sell flip phones. And we debated on that. Honestly, we did debate on flip phones. And so he had had, I guess, kind of our gateway was it. He had an iPod Uh Um, and the iPod truly just surfed. Again, there was nothing on it really only served as 
initially it was a communication tool so that if, as he got a little bit older and he entered middle school, if my husband and I were not home, you know, there's no landline. So he at least had the capability to reach us. That was kind of the initial piece of that. Cause when he's home, he's on the wireless. And so he could, he could message us if we were not home. And then that became then kind of gradually shifting into, okay, well now we're going to add family. You can add grandma and papa and you can, you know, your aunts and uncles and things you can do that. And then it slowly evolved into friends that he could talk to. And so one of the things that the teenagers do, right? There's a ton of FaceTiming. Um, and so that we debated, you know, do we just do the flip phone? And we thought, no, we'll go ahead and let him continue with the FaceTime. And so anyway, so we got him, we did get him an, an iPhone. Um, and it's been, you know, the guidelines have like, there's not necessarily guidelines in terms of time off or on the phone. We don't make him put the phone away at night. Um, cause he does use it for his alarm and things like that in the morning, but there's, yeah. we just had a lot of discussions around safety and what it means and knowing that we are still viewing your phone <laughs> and we have accessibility to text messages what you're seeing, what you're viewing, your browser history, all those, all those types of things. So we will gradually expand into the social media world because we want that to happen while he's still under our supervision and before he turns 18. Um, <laughs> but that, that will come with time. You not only co-host this podcast, but you also co-host the Disney Bucket List podcast. Actually, yes, the Magical Bucket List. The Magical Bucket List. So um, what has surprised you with the world of podcasting? Um, there's definitely been technology, I can't even talk, technology challenges. Yeah. Um, I mean, you for sure have seen even more of that than I have. Um, right. Thankfully, the people that I have partnered, this is now my third podcast. We did one um, for the physical therapy world. And then we yeah. did, um, we have ours and then we have the other magical right. bucket list. And so, yeah, the social media side of, I mean, I'm sorry, the technology side of it in terms of just recording, editing, yeah, all of that. And I'm not even really doing that. Um, I'm just kind of along for the ride, but it's, I know the challenges that have come with uh, uh, it. Right. I'm not, yeah, I could go on and on <laughs> describing all of the challenges I think that's a different podcast. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Otherwise, I think um, the thing I was most surprised about is just the the number of podcasts that are out there. Yeah, it's and so, huge. Yeah, so just trying, you know, trying to figure out a way to be heard, to be different, to be something that people want to listen to. Um, you know, that's been the the challenge that it's just, you know, it's funny because you have these podcasts that have millions of listeners and they have, they definitely have more resources behind them to right. promote, support, deliver, um, advertise, things like that. And, you know, we don't have all those resources. Yeah. So, you know, how do we stand out and how do we be different and not just be a needle in a haystack? Yeah. I, besides us being us, I, I mean, I'm, shouldn't I'm, that be enough, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, now, one thing that I'm excited about, I can't wait, even before coming uh, coming on board as a travel advisor, I gave um, 
the the owner of our uh, reach for the magic destinations um, person, Denise, I said, I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm going to want to go to Epic Universe when it opens. I'm going to, I'm going to want to be there. So do you have any opinions about how Epic Universe will change the travel landscape in Orlando? I think it's going to become a bigger destination right now. Universal is smaller than Disney. And so it still will be technically, it still will be smaller. Right. I mean, it's really, it would be three theme parks and a water park. Right. Whereas Disney has four theme parks and two water, two water parks. Right. And downtown Disney and all of that. Right. That's how old I am. Disney Springs. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it Wait, becomes I can a little... do you one better. Pleasure Island. Oh, yes. Yes. I miss Pleasure Island. I do. Um, Don't get, well, that's another podcast. <laughs> but I do, I think it just, I think it's going to become a bit more of a destination and less yeah. of, let me add this on to my Disney trip or let me just, you know, right. let me do a couple days while I'm doing 10 other things in Orlando. And it's going to be more of a, let me come and experience right. all that Universal has to offer and really yeah. enjoy not only all the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios. I think it's just going to be more of a, a bigger destination, which I'm super excited about. I love the thrill rides yes. and the adventure rides. Well, I think it's going to be something that will be great for the consumer mm-hmm. because since it will become a destination of its own, as you described. Um, people will just plan on, you know, possibly spending a whole week at Universal, right? As opposed to Disney, and um, we could, we you know what we should really do an episode talking about um, Express Pass and how that is different than genie genie plus and lightning lanes i agree it's very different it's i like it better different. and it's different <laughs> yeah um but i think the you know one thing that uh the united states has always counted on is that competition just makes it better for everyone right so we we've already seen that with disney you know why did disney bring um the studio's park into uh reality it's because they got wind that universal studios was not only going to have a park in california which they already did but they were mm-hmm. going to open up a studios park a universal studios park um in florida and they're like whoa 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 we <laughs> oh oh no 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 we do and, movies too yeah so they're like, listen, and they really started to crank out the plans. And they, if memory serves me right, I don't know if, I, I really don't know if Disney MGM Studios opened prior to uh, Universal Studios Florida or not. I'm, I'd have to, I'd have to, look I would have to up. look it up. I honestly don't yeah. know the answer. I was thinking about that as you were talking through that. And I was like, hmm, which one did open first? Right. And I don't, yeah. I don't I know. Remember. It was definitely like at one point a race 
Mm-hmm. Um, but so that happened. And then um, Islands of Adventure opened up at Universal. And, the, and Disney's like, oh, no, <laughs> we've got plans of our own. And, mm-hmm. you know, they open up Animal Kingdom. So I think I think the constant one upsmanship of the of the two entities is just great for travelers and consumers. I think so too. And I think you look at, you know, as technology continues to advance, the changes in the roller coasters and the technology that comes with that. I mean, we're gonna see a ton of new technology coming to Epic Universe. We've already seen it. With Hagrid's motorbike, with Velocicoaster, and, um, you know, Disney has Tron coming. And so there's going to be a lot, you know, that we talked about already, the Guardians of the Galaxy. And so we're just going to continue to see that evolve. You know, I just hope that, you know, as the world continues to increase in value, that the value doesn't become so much that it's no longer affordable for anybody. Well... I th- once again, I think that's where competition comes in. If there's and that's just, true, yep. You know, if there's just one provider of a product, they can dictate whatever the price is. But mm-hmm. if you've got some competition, then you know, if you know, product B is half the price of product A. Well, that means you're going to get you're going to drive a lot more consumers towards product B and all of a sudden product A is going to be like, Whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think, you know, part of the decision-making of Disney, my impression has been, they've really increased the pricing of things and made it, uh, have made it a more expensive option. And I think part of that is trying to answer the the problem that people are reporting back to them they're like the number one complaint over the past couple of decades has been crowds right uh, you know my one number one complaint is crowds well how do you you know lower crowds well charge more if you charge more if you make it unaffordable <laughs> to a certain segment of people, then the, it's not going to be as crowded. But right. you still, it, if you have lower numbers, you haven't lost money all that much because you're charging more. Right. And I think that's the, that's the challenge of it, you know, is when you look back at Walt's original vision and is that the route they want to go where that they are pricing people out and this is right. no longer a vacation for everybody. Or right. do they want to keep it something that's I, available yeah. for everybody? Yeah. Those thought, are my decisions to make. I just get to offer the product to everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> and help them make it. I'm just here to give you advice. Options. You 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 decide what you want to do. Exactly. Um what is a bucket list destination for you? You've said like a memorable trip was when you went to Australia, mm-hmm. but um what is at the very tippy, tippy top? I like most of our episodes of you and I together, we we're like, oh, we got to add that to our list. Right. Oh, I know. we got to add. Yep. It's, that's all this podcast has been. Oh, we're adding that to this. But what is at the top? Italy. Italy. That's the top for me. 
I I had the most amazing time in Italy in 2018. Aww. So um, I'm looking forward to revisiting it. I highly encourage you to go. I want to go. I mean, the you know, we've obviously had our food and wine discussion. So that, mm-hmm. you know, that is part of it. And then, you know, through high school and college, I took four and a half years of Latin. And so there's a ton of background with, you know, Italy and Rome and all of that with the the progression development of the language and the history. And so it's just been, it's been on my list for a long time. So I need to make that dream happen soon. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We need to just go on, like, take a month on vacation and then uh, to wherever we want to go and then take a month uh, off from vacation and do, you know, be at home. Mm -hmm. And then the next month we're back on vacation. Like I'm saying, (laughs) let's just every other month vacation and every other month we'll be at home. There you go. We'll be home and we'll work, grind it out for a month and then go play. (laughs) If, if listeners, if you have, the number to the lottery that wins, let me know. <laughs> Please include us. Or if you need, you know, a nanny or something to go yeah. on your vacation, <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything our listeners would be surprised to learn about you? Oh, man. That is a great question. Um. I didn't think about this. Um, gosh, let me see. What would they be? Yeah. The prize to learn. Because we know you're a mom. Mm -hmm. And we know you uh, made the switch to making uh, travel advising your full-time job. Yes. So maybe I'll talk about that. I mean, that was my background is that I was a, you know, I started as a physical therapist. Yes. And that I... I mean, we've talked briefly on it before, but I've practiced now for 16 years. Um, I went to school in Alabama. I went to Auburn for my, I did my undergrad there. And then I went to the University of Alabama at Birmingham, UAB for, to get my doctorate in physical therapy. And so that is, you know, it's been a passion of mine for a long time and that the job and the career has allowed me to expand and to meet people and to start to travel and to do all these bits of things. And so it's, it's fed a different piece of my heart, which has been, which has been great. And so, yeah, like Douglas said, I've kind of made that shift to now I'm full-time travel planning, but, um, I do still have a degree and I do still love helping patients and, you know, fixing that niche as well. So for that to still be kind of a part-time, I'd say right now it's 50, 50 as I'm building my travel business. Right. But the goal is for that to, to shift. But I love, I tell everybody that my two favorite things to treat are head and feet. So foot and ankle pain and then headaches. Those are my two favorite Interesting. musculoskeletal things to treat. Um, I mean, I'll do anything head to toe, but those are, if I had to pick my two favorite, those are my two, two favorites. I've treated a lot of ballerinas through the years and all of their foot and ankle injuries. And then I personally have headaches. And so to be able to help patients with headaches has been a rewarding gift to give them some of their life back. Well, see, there's something that 
people didn't know. There we go. That's good. That works. Yeah. So this has been a great conversation. If you would like to uh, to contact either Amy or myself or other amazing travel advisors, just go to the Reach for the Magic Destinations website. Uh, there you'll find great travel advisors to get the ins and outs of dealing with the maze that is making a vacation come to fruition. We also have a Travel Happens website at podpage.com forward slash travel happens. And if you would like help with vacation plans, each of us, Amy, both Amy and myself, has uh, contact information in the show notes. If you would like help with ocean or river cruises, you can reach out to me. For land lovers, I can help with universal parks and resorts. Uh, my contact information is in the show notes. If you would like help with Disney products like Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Alani, you know the. All of the Disney things. All the Disney things, the universal things, the all-inclusive things. Mm -hmm. Seek out Amy. Amy's contact information is in the show notes as well. And I just want to thank you, dear listener, uh, for spending time with us. Next week, we will learn more about another of our hosts of this podcast. Who will it be? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. And I'm the one who decides these things. <laughs> It's a surprise for all of us. Yeah. Don't forget to reach for the magic. Reach for the adventure. <laughs>